I went in and uh, uh, every jump that I jumped clear, they'd boo. <laughs> and then every and, and then every one that I knocked down, they, the the crowd would go wild, like, oh my start gosh. screaming. And uh, just to put it this way, they were doing a lot of screaming by the end of my round. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe my 18-year-old self had gotten the better of me, but uh, I I did a, a a hand gesture. Oh no! Oh arena. no! <laughs> oh, we're reliving the good old days here, Karen. <laughs> and they had to. Um, they had to. They had to shut down the competition for for a few moments oh. until they could get everybody under control. <laughs> were you telling them they were um, number one, or is that what? Is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was a very a very clear number one. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast. The show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And Karen, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Exhibitors Exhibitors, Products. We love Exhibitors. We talked about the product for your black horse. Mm -hmm. We talked about the product for your silver horse and your palomino horse, your grays. Mm -hmm. What about the chestnuts, Karen? Yeah, can't leave them out. Can't leave out the chestnuts. So this week, we are highlighting Exhibitors Quick color shampoo karen yes you you want to tell us all about that sure it's a gentle cleansing formula that creates intensifying shine highlighting and bringing out the beauty of the copper red undertones a low sudsing shampoo that rinses out quickly and is gentle enough for everyday use used consistently you'll see your horse's coat mane and tail reveal vibrant color and unbelievable shine unbelievable shine i'm gonna look for that karen yeah That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, exhibitors. And everyone, just remember... Groom like you mean it. Groom like you mean it. Thanks, exhibitors. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And Karen, super excited for today's guest on the Major League Eventing Podcast. Who is it? We have Canadian five-star eventer, Waylon Roberts. Waylon, welcome to the show. Welcome. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Really excited. Super, super yeah, thrilled to super have excited. you. Karen, what's taking so long to get Waylon on the show? What the heck? I don't know. We've been practicing up yeah, trying to get good. Just practicing. For, <laughs> waiting for the heavy hitters, buddy. We're trying to get the we wanted to really polish up the process before we get the heavy hitters on. <laughs> so awesome. Hey, so when we get uh we always try to like find out where where you're talking to us from since we're not all in the same place and eventers are always traveling where where are you coming to us from yeah no i've been pretty mobile lately i'm in uh i'm in ocala uh these days um we've got uh the pan am training camp is coming up and that's uh gonna be hosted over at uh over at uh o'connor equestrian i think in a couple in a week and uh so yeah i've just sort of positioned myself down here so i'm not traveling too much with the horses and getting them used to the heat so um i'm i'm lucky to be the first reserve so uh so i'm just uh getting ready for that yeah first reserve now is that a travel position or is that kind of uh, you're just on the standby flight just in case yeah just a standby position i don't think we've sent too many traveling alternates um to the last few games but uh but we're getting more competitive, so I'm, I'm happy to be a part of the mix. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, oh, man. I'm excited. I, I, I love the panties. I get so excited for them, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's that's coming cool. up. 
are you normally in Ocala or are you traveling around? Or are you just there just pretty much getting geared up for this? Yeah, I've been, I've been in Ocala for a few months now. I think after, after the training camp, um, I'm planning on heading up to Michigan for a couple of weeks and do a bit of teaching up there. And there's an event, uh, that I'm going to go to called cobblestone, uh, um, that some friends of mine run. Um, and then, and then sort of probably heading to like Ohio for a clinic and then down to Kentucky again, another clinic. And then, um, uh, do the AECs, which I've never been a part of. So I'm excited about that too. Cool. Yeah. The, the Daratonis are run that the Dar- Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. J- Jim and Darlan and, and, uh, Sierra, their daughter rides a real nice horse that I got to show a couple years ago. So. Is that the great horse she rides? Yeah. That, uh, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. yeah she, super uh, cool. she was a, we had her on as a guest as a uh, kind of a prize Karen for yeah. the ERA of NA, um, the prelim, the pro at plantation. So we had her on cause she was the winner for the, for that. And uh, oh, awesome. so she was actually a guest on the yeah, show, right Karen? Yeah. Very nice. Girl. Re- very nice. Yeah. Super, super nice folks. So uh, Waylon, one thing we love to do is we love to go back and hear your story. So can you take us back and tell us how you got into uh, riding and then into eventing? Yeah. Well, um, it was a pretty, I guess it was, I was kind of born into the sport a little bit. Like both my parents are, are eventers and, and Olympians at it. Um, my mom went to, my mom's name's Kelly Plitz. She went to uh, Los Angeles in 1988. And then uh, my daddy and Roberts, he went to Athens there in 2004. So, so yeah, definitely have come into it, honestly. Um, <laughs> You're a purebred <laughs> eventer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a choice, did you? I, I uh, probably for like the first, I don't know, I always had a, my mom always had me a pony or something. And I was always like, she was always prodding me to go out and ride or something, but I was a bit of a couch potato as a kid. So really? never, yeah, I never really came into it. I, I sort of, it just wasn't really my thing for a while. And then when I, uh, I was probably 10 or 11, I kind of downed tools and didn't, wasn't interested in horses or decided I wasn't interested in horses. However, that was, and, uh, my parents, they took me aside. They, well, well, you can't like, you can't do nothing. Like <laughs> you're going to have to do some sort of sport. And, uh, so for whatever reason, I chose uh, springboard diving. Oh, and, cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, we, we had, we had, we had like, we had like a, a pool with a little diving board and I'd fling myself off that. So for whatever reason, I thought I'd be good at that. Cause it's fun. I, I think it, that's it, awesome. just, it was, it was a ton of fun. And, uh, <laughs> I, I did that for like, I don't know, a couple of years and, got to sort of the national level for my age group um but um as i got to that higher level the fact that i hadn't been like a gymnast or something as a child um my my flexibility just wasn't as good as anybody else and that wasn't really going to come around like i had i had these i had these ex russian gymnasts sitting on my <laughs> back to make my nose touch my really? uh, touch my knees and like oh. my my uh, my my main coach arturo miranda he he's uh he's um he fled cuba actually and came wow. to canada and uh and he he's real tough like one of those coaches where if you do it well he doesn't tell you anything but if you do it badly you're going to hear about it yeah <laughs> and he's like so he he was <laughs> he was he was pretty cool and actually he went on to win a a commonwealth gold a couple of years ago but um yeah so i did that for a, a time and then 
kind of got to that level where I just wasn't I wasn't going to hack it and uh, and then just decided that one day I was like hey mom I'm going to go and ride a horse and she was you know blown away and then you know the rest is the rest is where I'm at now so how old were you when you didn't look back how old were you when you decided you that that, at that moment like when that all kind of came about must have been I just probably just turned like 12 or 13 or something like that but uh but yeah didn't didn't look back and and um just yeah took it from there holy smokes Mm. 12 or 13 and Mm -hmm. man and then was pretty much the whole the whole time like just mom and dad coaching you type of thing or yeah early on early on they thought it was a good idea for me to go and work under um you know other people so that it it wasn't the parents factor yeah um and so i i went to be a working student for jay hayes in the jumpers when i was about 13 did like a summer at his and then just various jumpers for quite a time um and and i probably had like i was more into the jumpers as a kid sort of in my teen years and 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 uh Although I was always still doing the 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 eventers because just that was what was so available, you know, with the with the we had a huge, really big uh, operation up there in Canada. We called it Dreamcrest, and my parents had been running it for like thirty years. And oh, wow. uh, we we ran events to the two star level, the old two star level, so now three star level. But um, we, so so we had a we had a cross country course up to intermediate and you know, lots of hacking and just a, just a absolute paradise for a kid growing up wanting to, wanting to event. So, so although I had all of that there at home, they still, they sent me away and, 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 uh, to do the, to do a little show jumping and kind of dabble in that. And, uh, and I think that that, that really helped in, you know, my whole development, which in this game doesn't ever stop. It seems <laughs> Do you feel that is show jumping your strength? If you had a, I mean, is that a, is that a strength there to throw that show jumping? Or? Oh, I don't know about a strength. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed at my question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about a strength. Um, <laughs> of, of of my weaknesses, it wouldn't be my most weakest. It's true. Things, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the weakest then? I guess we have to ask that, right? Mm. Oh, well, you'll have to ask me on, on, on the day that one of them doesn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny stuff. <laughs> so. I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing about horseback riding is like, you know, it's a very, it's a very humbling, it's a very humbling sport. You're only as good as the horses you're sat on. And, and uh, if, if you're having a, if you're having an off day or the horse is having an off day, you're going to have to figure out a way to, to make it make it go the other way you know yeah yeah Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think it's funny you laughed at my question because <laughs> so hey so now uh you know looking back in your biography and everything you you uh you missed the the young riders when you're 18 years old for a pretty awesome reason yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had a choice between the young riders and but what did you choose to do instead of the young riders when you're 18 years old, Karen? Yeah, yeah. So I had uh, I had that great horse Paleface and uh awesome. And man. I took him to Kentucky and and uh you know, I was lucky enough to to go clear inside the time but unlucky enough to have gotten the heel grab 
um, in the sunk on my way out of the sunken road. I just probably took a little bit of a sharp turn out of the sunken road, and I wasn't wearing bell boots. And uh, he 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 um, yeah, sliced pretty deep into the heel, and <sighs> like it it uh, it didn't like it. He obviously when the horses are running cross country and getting the adrenaline like a little nick like that's not a big deal but then you get the bruising the next day and yeah. and uh he was just a little off i mean mm. he was he was it, it it didn't affect him as far as his career went but on the next day yeah we didn't get to finish that event but i was really proud to to have been able to go double clear at my first at my first four star now yeah. five star i guess but, that's awesome yeah amazing so you're 18 you're 18 when you did your first five star. We'll call it five star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. And then you represented Canada with the Pan Ams, right? Yeah. Well, that was actually that was the year before that Kentucky. So oh. in the winter of 2006, or was it? Yeah, it would have been. It was 2006 or something. I don't know. It was really cold in the arena. I remember that. <laughs> was, I was still in Canada. It was freezing. And uh, and mom pulled me into the center of the ring, and she was. You know, and I I was only thinking about young riders at that age. Always young riders, like from because my dad coached the young the Ontario, and he might have done even BC at some point. But he coached the Ontario young riders for years and was really successful at it. Had a lot of medals. Um, so uh, that was sort of what I knew. You know, from when you're 13 or 14, you're thinking about young riders until you know, until you age out. So that was all that I had on my mind when I was about 16. And, and mom pulled me into the center of the ring and she was like, you know, next year you should really think about, like we should aim you to see if you can make the Pan Am team. And that was the first time that I ever thought about anything sort of senior um, as far as the team goes. And uh, and then, yeah, we never looked back. Like we took him, we took him to Fairhill, I guess the, the, the fall of 2006 and got the result that we needed and um and and i was lucky enough to get put on the team to go to rio um yeah so that was that was a lot at a young age but uh yeah. it yeah. was it was um no some I'm, I'm really really proud of were, were you feeling like man this if anything's kind of easy you know like no <laughs> <laughs> like piece of cake you know i'm 18 or 17 18 like yeah, pretty bad at dressage for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> and again, still a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Wow. And then you got a silver medal at that Pan Am Games, is that correct? Yep. Yeah, no, I was on the team. I was on the team. It was uh, it was a very um, controversial and dramatic uh, week there, at, uh, or at least the Sunday of Pan Am's. I, um, I was... I, we actually we had five riders I believe that went clear on the cross country and I think we were the only team or it was four or five riders we'd have to do the research on that but the Canada was the only team to, for everybody to go clear on the cross country wow um, and then and then going into show jumping it was you know same same kind of thing that we're facing between the Americans Brazilians and Canadians this <laughs> year <again. laughs> is in that in, in that it was you know only two teams were going to make it Ugh. for their Olympic qualification. Um, so it was very competitive and, you know, being on Brazilian soil, like there was a lot of emotion in the stands. I believe they actually, um, <laughs> I think the organizing committee might've actually shipped in like, just like regular, regular soccer fans or like, oh. you know, just, just hooligans. anybody. That, hooligans. 
yeah, just about. And so the, the crowd they, I think that's what they call them in Ireland. It's hooligan, right? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think they, they call them soccer hooligans over yeah. in Europe. But I don't know. They probably have some other weird word in Portuguese. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was so on Sunday, like the show jumping was getting real competitive and everybody was the stands were getting a little bit wild and things were going down. And and then I went in and uh, uh, every jump that I jumped clear, they boo. And then every and, and then every one that I knocked down, they, the, the crowd would go wild and like, oh start screaming. And uh, just to put it this way, they were doing a lot of screaming by the end of my round. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe my 18-year-old self had gotten the better of me, but uh, I I did a, a a hand gesture. Oh as no! I left oh the no! Arena. <laughs> oh, we're reliving the good old days here, Karen. <laughs> and they had to. Um, they had to. They had to shut down the competition for for a few moments oh! until they could get everybody under control. <laughs> were you telling them they were um, number one, or is that what? Is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a very a very clear number one. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! I did not know and, this. Uh, no, I didn't either. <laughs> I forgot. So maybe not my proudest moment, but now looking back on it, I think it's funny. I think I found a teaser for the show, Karen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. What was what was the the best part about it though is like I'm in the I'm in the airport the next day because they needed to get us out of there as quickly as possible. Oh man! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, one of my teammates, he's like, "Oh, you should go and buy a paper." <laughs> Turns out I made the paper in, in Brazil. Do oh, <laughs> you still have that paper by chance? Um, it's ripping around. I think it's up in my. It's up at uh, my parents' house oh, somewhere. But oh, yeah, man. yeah, that's awesome. Oops. Holy smoke! <laughs> 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 international conflict. <laughs> we got to get the embassies involved. Yeah. Holy smoke! That's an awesome story. Holy oh, smokes! So Getting booed with the every time a deep clear jump. That's fantastic. Mm. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so, so now you you also you know at some point in time you went over to Europe to do some training, right? Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I did a three month stint over at. Um, John Whitaker's up in uh, North Yorkshire, and that was that was really cool. That was actually I did that before I went to Kentucky, I believe. That was yeah, that was um, the win right after Pan Am's. I went over to John Whitaker's and uh, he had to get out of the learned whole, a, the whole yeah. side of the country, <laughs> yeah. the whole side of the world. <laughs> yeah, just about <laughs> witness so protection. That was, that was awesome, and like learned a lot, and got to you know ride. He had he, that was he had pepper mill at the time, so I got to ride that horse and that's that uh yeah i mean it was a short time but it was uh it was real valuable and then come i guess 2000 2009 i decided uh, to go over to england i got a two-year visa i went over there i spent a year with oliver townend and did a year with tiny clapham and and uh ran around blenheim and you know i had went to Bramham and went to Bacalao, you know, unfortunately my horse wasn't quite up to the, quite up to the level and the endurance that was, that is required. But, uh, I mean, I ended up running like 82 events 
one British eventing over those two two years, which was invaluable. Um, and 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 Tiny really taught me a lot, like as far as how to how to train a horse on the flat and and uh, and like put a program together. Like she, uh, I was sort of her main rider, and you know she'd just stand in the middle of the ring all day and yell at me, and and uh, <laughs> and it did did a world of good. I learned so much in a year from her, and uh, really couldn't couldn't say enough good about about her. Wow. So that so would you recommend that to like everybody? Like is that something that now that you've done it and you had that experience, would that be like you have to like are you in the camp of like, hey, you have to go to you know, great Yeah, I think Yeah, I think there's lots of ways of 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 finding your way and and and, um, and being successful in the sport. Um, I think I mean not that I'm not that I consider myself you know, at the end or, or anywhere near where I want to be. I'm not sure. Like that's a little bit, I think the, the struggle with, with being competitive and, 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 uh, and wanting to do well is I'm not sure you ever know if you're there or not, or if you're, you're ever. So I'm, I'm always looking to get better and, and, and find another way. But as far as a formula, like I'm thinking, Oh, go to England and you're going to be brilliant. I don't know if I could say that that's, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that's the only thing that you got to do. I mean, yeah, there's great competition over there, and there's lots going on. But um, I think you can be—I think you can do the sport as well as anybody from anywhere in the world. Um, uh, um, you know, so so yeah, it's it's hard. I, I wish I had a more definite answer. About yeah. that. <laughs> well, some people are very—you know—some people are very definite about it. Like, yeah. oh, you have to. Yeah. You know, you have to get over. You were how long were you with Oliver? I was there a year. Okay. Got you. Oh man. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. Was he? I mean, he was still. He was. I mean, this is before yeah, he was number he had, one, but he was still top top class. Yeah, he had just he had just won. Um, he had just won. He won. I think it was. He won that badminton or burly. Not sure which order. He did it on the one of the, the Carousel Quest horse and then the Flint, Flint Curtis horse. Wow. Mm. And uh, and he was when I was there. He was going for the triple the the um what what is the, what is Grand Slam? Call that? Yeah, the, the Grand, Grand Slam. Slam yeah. yeah, he was going for the Grand Slam and he went over to Kentucky and that was the year that he had that uh, that horrible accident. But um, but yeah, it, it was it was great. It was busy yard. Um, did a lot of did a lot of ride and got to compete for him a little bit. And um, um, yeah, I mean, it was probably a yard like that. You get you get a little bit lost in the mix. You sort of become a number. So that was where moving to Tiny's was a great gotcha. um, was a great decision. And that mm-hmm. you know Tiny's an Olympian and you know a, was a prolific winner on the circuit um you know in the in the early aughts in the 90s and just just but just a great horsewoman like you know she knows she knows everything that you need to you need to know and she was willing to impart her knowledge and had the time to do so and and you know when you're on a when you're in a yard with a with a top name yeah i mean it's nice to have that name recognition to a certain extent but are you going to get the same attention that uh that somebody who's you know maybe just as knowledgeable but maybe didn't have the same um you know luck when it comes to the right horses at the right time right. um you know but i think that's a, i think that's it's an it's important thing to some of my my father always said is like yeah i mean 
that's a good person to learn from, but who did that person learn from? And, you know, so, so I think there's always, there's something to learn from, from everybody in the sport. And sometimes <laughs> you're going to learn things you, 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 you don't want to do. Yeah. yeah right. Well, it sounds like you, you definitely, you, you didn't stick to just one style of like place or person to train from. You went big, mm-hmm. yard, small yard, show jumping. That's uh that's probably the key. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Get a, get a sample of everything and then see. And then when you came back to the states, did you go straight to Phillips or did you travel? Like what? what when you came I, back? So so I uh, I left I left um, England. So it was coming to the end of my visa, and you know I really like there was a I was on, very much on the fence. I was going to stay and maybe renew and and uh, and sort of see if I could stay there, but. At the same time, when that was happening, an opportunity cropped up in um, Canada with a with a guy that that uh, used to do a little bit of eventing, or at least he used to own some horses. Um, that the the Greenbrier people, um, I think it was his name was Al Shenton or something. But he had a so he owned a bunch of horses and he had a pretty big operation there in Canada, and he offered me a good uh, position to come and ride and and you know salary and train the horses and. And it just seemed like, you know, a little bit like that, um, you know, one in a million thing where you've got somebody that's willing to back you and, and kind of see it through, or so I thought. So I came back for that and uh, and was doing that for about six months, I guess. Okay. And then um, for whatever reason, um, he went bankrupt and had the thing foreclosed so i had like 24 hours to get all my stuff out before before the before the gates were locked so that was holy (laughs) smokes so that was fun (laughs) transplanting 10 horses as quickly as you can like getting their stuff so that yeah because it was it was very much like caught wind of it being locked up and i was like oh we got 12 hours to get everything gone oh, like, boy. <laughs> we better go so, <laughs> by caught wind was it kind of like through like you heard it like i guess he didn't come to you direct you, you heard it through the no grave. no 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 he uh, he yeah he did not come to me directly oh, gosh yeah actually i honestly i haven't uh probably yeah like i it would probably be like a couple weeks before it happened i hadn't seen him and then i haven't seen him since heard hide nor hair of him so oh. he was like completely disappeared so lord mm. knows if anybody knows where al shinton is give me a call <laughs> he probably owes you a couple checks that bounce at the end right yeah <laughs> like, hey, but god thank goodness you got all your stuff out yeah. of it. imagine if you'd walked up and there's like a gate and locked up locked up and oh like, seriously a... no but seriously like um like i had uh i had a couple like good horses like intermediate horses and uh and yeah i mean they were mine. Uh, and I but, guess at that point in time, the bank like, is going to say everything's ours exactly. until, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, it's a, it was an interesting, it was an interesting uh, couple of weeks, like sort of dealing with that Jeez. and trying to make sure that everything was sorted out in the way that I needed it to be. But, uh, wow. but yeah, it was. Uh, well, I don't know. I know that that like that place sold and everything, and like, um, uh, so who knows? Who knows? <laughs> But that, so that's what I came back to Canada for, and then after that, I went. Uh, I had a place up in Collingwood, and and uh, had a barn up there, and did my own thing, and um, um, you know, buying and selling horses, and 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 training kids and stuff. But uh, but then the the opportunity at um, at True Prospect came up, and and I uh, I jumped on that, and 
uh, got my visa for the United States. So that was that was a real good, um, you know, a real good starting place for for me being down here. Yeah. And now is are are you are you kind of like staying in the U.S. now? Has it kind of become home for you as far as like training and everything? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely spent the majority of my life in the U.S. with between my parents, you know, being on the circuit and riding down here. So, so it's it's uh, something that's real familiar to me. Um, as far as Canada goes, like, love it up there. The season's awfully short, um, yeah. Yeah. and and um, like the amount you have to travel to to get to where you need to be to to show the horses is is difficult. Um, you know, for me having having been there done that with my parents so you know it's a it's a big juggling act so i think being down here i can have a few less horses and you know if i've got more clients that i can teach and 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 uh do like the clinics and stuff that's really interesting for me um and i you know i like i like being a little mobile yeah so yeah, so that leads us up into like the today's business. So mm-hmm. right now you're so you're saying you like to be a little mobile. So are you you you, you were kind of saying ah, I've been to Ocala for six months. So are you kind of like um t- tell us about your business, like what how yeah. how it operates and things like that? Because it sounds like it's a yeah. little bit different than a lot of other people's kind of fixed system. Yeah. So so I've got like I've got my I've got my three horses. I got Lancaster. Um, I've got uh, Will Celtic Charlie, and then a, a nice young horse that uh, that a partner and I just bought. So, so I've only got the three, and that kind of allows me to. I've got a five horse trailer, so I can get all my stuff and and the the horses on the trailer and kind of go go wherever wherever um, you know opportunity strikes at the moment. Um, and you know, I, I I like doing. I really enjoy doing the clinics, and I, I've got a lot of. Um, I've been doing a few for the last few years in in like Michigan and Ohio, and then um, just trying to expand that part of um, my, you know, my way of making a living because um, it's really it's I I I enjoy imparting some of my knowledge and experience um, onto others, and you know, riding other people's horses and sort of seeing. You know, I think you get the best. You, you can help, or for me, I can help somebody the best by sort of hopping on their horse and sort of seeing what it feels mm-hmm. like, and then and then um, and then getting a real good good idea of sort of what direction. There's definitely never a quick fix for anything, but yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I've I've been teaching a, a really long time, and so it's something that I that I that I enjoy, and um, and just trying to to meet more people and 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 uh, and and see more places, and yeah, just get out there. Gotcha. So do you have, you have, uh, you have openings for more, like, are you trying to build that up or is that where you're at? Or do you want to really try to really start getting more clinics if you could? Yeah. Yeah. No, the more clinics I can do, the better, like, because the horses, you know, at some point the horses, especially like a horse like Lancaster, I mean, he's been, he's been around a few four stars and now he's done that, the five star at, at Kentucky this last year. And, uh, you know, how, how often do you need to need to run a horse like that? Um, yeah. So, so I'm trying to aim myself to like an event where I could take all three horses, say, and then, uh, and then, you know, free up the rest of the month for teaching or training and, and things like gotcha. that. But, uh, I think it's very, very, very cool, Waylon, that 
you know, I don't think, Karen, we've had anyone who had, mm-hmm. like, the business model like this. No. And I think that it's cool because I like the diversity in it because that there is more than one way to earn your living and get, get yourself out there and meet people. And I think that's really, really brilliant, you know? Well, 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 I, I, thanks a lot. I mean, I, I've, uh, <laughs> just having grown up, like, I grew up at a place that was 50 horses and we had, so we had 50 horses on the place. So there would have been 30 boarders and there would have been like 10 school horses and then 10 horses of, of mine and my parents. And, you know, and my dad built the course and, and so, you know, and we had to bring, we brought in all the hay. So we had to bring in like 15,000 bales and, <sighs> and, you know, so you're, you're looking at, it's a, it's a, it's a huge investment in time. And then, and so at what point are you looking after yourself to make yourself a better rider? And, and, uh, and I mean, my parents were brilliant at it. I mean, they, they ran it for 30 years or whatever. And, uh, but it was just such a struggle for them to get away, like to go south and get a start on the season because it is so short in Canada. And, and so just knowing from an early age that I didn't want to take on that large of an operation, um, um, you know, it, as lucrative or not as that could be, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that maybe little, yeah, maybe, you know, at least, or, you know, we may not be big, but at least we're small type of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's awesome. So, and then along the way, now, I, I, I don't mean, I'm just an inquisitive person, so I don't mean to like be pry or anything, but like, do you, are, are you able to get like a, a groom or working students with you? Or is it kind of when you, you know, you, you, you find a home for six months or wherever you're going to stay for that season and then you just kind of pick up some people when you're there? Is that how that works for you? Or? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm still, I'm still only about a year into this, okay. um, sort of the, the moving around thing. So I've been very much, um, trying to like right now I'm, on my own it's just it's me with the three horses which is okay. you're really quite picking your install? are you picking your yeah. installs or anything? oh yeah you got it man wow look at that karen <laughs> yeah no, well you know just the perception uh, is people you know like you go to kentucky and you just kind of you know especially like it, you know it's like a, it's a, i don't know like the perception is everyone's gonna have an entourage and you know a herd of working students and i think it's really cool for our listeners to hear that you know you're never too good to pick your stall and i think sometimes there's people that just feel that you know there's more than one way to make it and succeed and you're never too good to to get in there Mm -hmm. and 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 absolutely you're 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 the you're you're the first in line with your horses and you know all your horses intimately and i love it yeah i mean yeah i mean you, you you gotta you gotta um everybody's got their own way of of uh of 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 running their running their show and there's yeah there's there is no wrong way and i think um i think i think you just yeah you just gotta i'm just trying to i'm just trying honestly i'm looking after myself and like trying to stay really keep myself real fresh and and uh and be excited you know to ride my horses every day and and uh and be excited to go to the clinics and and just not let myself get burnt burn out because i think that that's something that um, anybody at any at a high level in anything, you know, we all we all face burnout at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. it it's important to figure out what what's the balance that's gonna make you, because you know, be, you got to be passionate in this sport. So you know, with passion comes the good and the bad. And so, how are you gonna make sure that you know you're gonna 
keep enjoying and like really striving, but without getting to that point where it's like, oh, you know, I need to take a week off, you know? Yeah. I think that's awesome. Now, and could you talk about Lancaster? Lancaster is a, a cool story because you had Lancaster and then I guess he was sold along the way and then you got him yeah. back. Can you tell yeah, us a little so, bit about so, that? So, um, Lancaster was born with the name Baxter K and he came, he was born uh, or he's bred by uh, Paul Morgan in Ottawa and uh, the famous horse that came out of Paul or the most famous horse. He's bred a lot of famous ones. The most famous horse that came out of there is called uh, Popeye K. So a big okay, um, yeah. hunter stallion. Yeah. And um, I guess Baxter got sent to Quebec sort of near where Bromont is to get broke the first time. And for whatever reason, that uh, was a bit of a rocky start. And uh, <laughs> and then somehow Sue Ockenden, who runs Bromont, um, she she decided to send him to me. And that this was the time when I was at Greenbrier, um, before the place went uh, <laughs> before closed. <laughs> and uh, so I had I had Baxter and like kind of had to do a bit of rebreaking and like long reining and, and, uh, you know, he's, he was a quirky, a bit of a quirky horse for whatever reason, whatever had happened early on in his, in his training. And, uh, and then Boyd decided, Boyd, Boyd Martin got in touch with me. He was going to make a trip up to Canada. And so Boyd and Sil- Silva came up and they, uh, they tried to take him around and, and show him some horses for that week. And, uh, Baxter was the one that they decided on. So, hmm. um, and then, I guess he was a, he would have been what four years old, four or five years old, and then uh, then fast forward five years, and uh, Boyd came up to me at uh, um, Jersey Jersey Horse Park, one of the one of the events there, and uh, he said, "Yeah, you, you, you want to buy that horse pack?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, we'll see what happens." So, so I was lucky that. Um, John and Michelle Coppin, who own him, um, they were willing to put the money up to uh, to to buy him. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. I wonder how often that happens. Yeah. Kyle. like that—that's not yeah. a common thing. It can't be common. Have it, yeah, ride it, and then and then come. No, back. it was cool. And now and now five star. Oh my gosh, so cool. So we knew Lancaster because our our son works over there. So we we'd see Lancaster quite a bit at at, at one point in time. So. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, he's, he's, um, he's a horse. Like when I sold him to Boyd, it was, uh, Boyd, Boyd, Boyd said, he's like, Oh mate, I hate to, I hate to take your four star horse off of you. <laughs> I like his, uh, Australian yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> I do my best. I, I felt like I was in the outback yeah. for just a minute there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, that's wow. funny. So, that's cool. That's so, really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's um, he's 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 a, I mean, he's the coolest horse to work around. He's just the the sweetest thing. So, I'm happy to have him in the barn, and uh, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, you know, he's the first reserve for the for the Pan Ams. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, like, you know, you can't wish you can't wish for anybody no. to get taken off the no. team because because uh, I think it's a good team, and and uh, you know, I know they're gonna they're gonna bring it home, but. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to taking Lancaster to the AECs and getting them ready for that because um, they've, you know, it's exciting that that uh, there's so much prize money available yeah. and and um, and uh, you know, it's the first time that it's been at the horse park and everybody loves riding there. So so it's just gonna, it's kind of an exciting 
an exciting summer for him. Yeah, there's some good money for the AUC. Is yeah, it, what is it is. like fifty? Is it like fifty or something for the? I think they put up sixty grand for mm. the advanced. Yeah. Heck wow. yeah, that, that'll get out some heavy hitters. Yeah. And you know, something yeah. about the Canadian team, you know, it's interesting because the Canadian, uh, you know, the upper level Canadian pool is kind of a small but a group, but everyone's so good. Like, you know, there's not a lot of Canadians out there, but the they're all really, really awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's pretty incredible. It's like a, such yeah, a no, solid we're, we're, team. We're, um, we're, we're, it's a it's a it's kind of a unique group um it's definitely growing in the last few years like you're starting to see some new some new new names at the top and like getting um really good results at the fei level like dana won her first uh dana cook won her first fei this spring i think or, or summer and um you know so it's just it's really exciting like and seeing carl have that advanced win and uh, and do so well at bromont like it's it's great seeing these new horses and new riders like um coming and having really good results so i think as with any team you know you're only as good as the horses you're sat on but it seems like if if uh if we can get if we can keep the horsepower coming in for these canadians like we we could uh you know we could have a a 2010 team again yeah. yeah. Nah, man, I think Canada's awesome. The young riders are coming up are really, really good. So I think uh, Canada's a, definitely a, a, a powerhouse at the top. I love it. I think they're awesome. It's going to be well, fun to we're see not the married. Well, 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 Rob, like, calm down a little bit. Well, I'm not, well you look at the – I think so. I mean, you look at the, some, your top riders are – you guys are solid. I don't know. I mean, maybe – I I mean it. I don't know. I really – I don't know. It, I love it, Holly Bennett. She's awesome. Selena's great. Absolutely. Leslie absolutely. Hall. It's incredible. But to be, I mean, yeah, no, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely on the, um, there's a, there's a good upswing trend to it being realistic. You know, there's, 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 there's some uh, glass ceilings that need to be broke as far as, uh, you know, f- uh, five-star results go. Gotcha. Um, you know, we, we if we want to be competitive, on on the international top top like we got to ride faster um on cross country and 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 hit that time and then and then we've got to have better horses on on sunday as far as the dressage and and jumping clear goes absolutely we're there but you know the 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 sport is requiring us to ride faster and be more careful on sunday gotcha he just burst my bubble, Karen. Oh, yeah, he did. He just knocked me out. That's all right. That's okay. So, well, I guess the U.S. is just going to have to take gold again in the Pan Am. No. <laughs> um, this isn't a prediction show. <laughs> that's true. That's true. T- and let me tell you what. I'm Never do two things with me. Never take my, my, uh, my gambling or my betting advice because I'm the worst – better on sports Mm -hmm. and don't 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 go fishing with me they'll never take me fishing (laughs) because you're guaranteed to not have anything bite all day so don't gamble don't take my gambling uh uh uh, you know i can't call a horse race a football game baseball game anything so 
And definitely ah, fish. You just, you just, you just got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. the experience. I'm guaranteed to catch a buzz when I go fishing, but that's that. That's it. <laughs> that's yeah, it. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, Waylon, we have a, a little segment called Quick Fire Questions. Quick Fire Questions. Yeah. It's uh, five questions and um, just kind of random. And you answer them as fast or as slow as you want. You are graded at the end. You're though. graded, but we just don't tell you what the grade is. <laughs> Amongst ourselves, we will critique your answers thoroughly. Okay, well, it sounds like a competition, so I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite event to compete at? Bromont. Oh, awesome. Okay. We just went this year for our first time. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. loved it. Amazing. Yeah. Do you speak French? Are you a French Canadian? Uh, je ne peux pas le français. Uh, I'm going to say that's a yes, Karen. That's definitely a, a we. Is that- <laughs> and there's, there's uh, the petit français, very little French. Oh, okay, very, okay, very okay. Little. But you said that very well, very well. <laughs> well, you don't know if I said it well or not. Sounded, no, we don't. We, we, made, we, we, you know, we went to Bromont. We're trying to be, you know, trying to be nice. And we go in the restaurant and then they say bonjour and we say bonjour. And as soon as we would say that, they would start talking French to us. So we opened up the door to like, and then we just had our, our eyes get wide and then they would look at us and be like, Oh, okay. Come on. Okay. So <laughs> come with us. <laughs> I would probably say something like Anglais, por favor. Uh. See, <laughs> <laughs> <Si>, see. <laughs> okay. Next question. Um, on long trips, what's on your radio? Oh, oh, um, to, so to the, to the, uh, chagrin of anybody that's driving with me, it's either, I've got XM, so I do CBC, BBC, or NPR, and then it's usually like some weird podcast or something, but, uh, yeah, I like talk radio. Me too. That's funny. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. I never figured you for like an NPR, like BBC, and that's, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I CBC was just always on at home. So like it was just CBC. Yeah, the the Canadian broadcasting. So gotcha. So is that like okay? Gotcha. It's 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 essentially it's uh it's probably uh yeah it's a more probably a more liberal version of NPR. Gotcha, gotcha, (laughs) gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. All right. Uh, Do you have any hobbies that do not include horses? Um. Oh, I I kind of build jumps from time to time, and uh, oh, I don't know. I like drinking beer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can hang with you. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any good luck or superstitions before an event? Um, if I catch myself doing something that I feel has to happen, I try not to do it. So yeah, definitely have fallen into the trap of. <laughs> Like need to wear this certain shirt or you know have these socks on, but if I find myself doing that, I try to change it as quickly as possible. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> A <right>. reluctant superstition. <laughs> <laughs> but you break it. All right. Last question: uh, If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Ooh. Ooh, that is okay. That's a. I would have to say, <laughs> ooh, fiction? Or, yeah, fiction. fiction or fiction, yeah. Um, what's that one that didn't Alexander the Great like conquer the world with Bucephalus? 
I think that'd be pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the great answer. Wow. That is Karen. Yeah. I think we're going to give the grade. Yeah, A plus. A plus. A plus. Oh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> Excellent job. We don't normally give out the grades. A's are very we're very strict on the grading <laughs> yeah. policy. But I love that you're like a podcast guy. I could talk to you about podcasts because that's all I listen to anymore. And uh, there's so many good podcasts, and the people who aren't listening just don't. Get there's it. there's a there's a lot out there. It's finding the ones that don't have those darn commercials in the middle of them. I'll tell you yeah. what. No. Yeah. That stuff's starting to get a little out of control, but uh, yeah, you know. But I guess you know. Oh uh, well, they got to they got to pay the way somehow. Yeah, That's it. There's some good do. ones out yep. there. We'll have to we'll have to afterwards we'll have to talk about some good podcasts. <laughs> I'm always looking for freshies, some fresh ones. Oh goodness. Uh, so Waylon, do you have any advice for a young rider wanting to make it in this sport? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important to learn um, from as many people as you can, and uh, and. Yeah, like we all got to be, you know, you, you got to put in your time. You got to put in your time at the at the levels. Like each time I was always advised to like get bored of a level, you know, before you move up. Um, and 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 uh, and so I think it's important just to respect the sport and respect how, you know, if you're doing if you're 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 having trouble at something, you got to get really good at that until you kind of move on to the next step. And uh and uh, yeah, so I think just keep keep learning and keep your mind open to other people's ways, and just just let it let it take you for the ride. Awesome. Yeah, good advice. Excellent. Yeah, excellent advice. I love it. I love it. Hey, one more quick mention before we kind of start wrapping things up. the The arena eventing. You're like the arena eventing like master, like up at the royal, right? Uh, I'm over, I'm I'm like over the hill at that. <laughs> That's old news. That's old news. <laughs> well, what, are you are you are you are you retired from the arena eventing or just uh, you letting other people have a shot at the at the winnings? Yeah. So like, hopefully, I'd like to think that I could go up there and and compete at the Royal again this year. Um, at the moment, I'm in a, in the middle of like getting a trying to get my residency, so I'm uh. not supposed the the DHS doesn't like you leaving the leaving the country while you're going through that so uh, i can't uh, i haven't been able to go to canada to do that gotcha we've never been to the royal but we gotta go canada. yeah we gotta go I, you gotta you gotta go it's it's the coolest thing it's like a it's a it's a it's the biggest county fair you've been to <laughs> indoors in the city gotcha are there mounties yeah, like, up there karen was very disappointed on our way to Vermont, there was no mounties and yeah we're trying yeah, to find yeah. mounties <laughs> She was serious. She really thought we were going to run into Mounties at the border. And uh, yeah, she was. This. Where are the Mounties in Canada? This is a very serious question. How do you well, find Mounties? The, 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 the Mounties were originally out way out west, like in the Rocky Mountains. Oh. That's why they're called the Mounties, oh. right? Because they, they, it, it, uh, and so, so they would, they were there to like patrol for, I don't know, people like committing crimes with, gold and stuff uh, like train robbers and stuff i don't know we're not gonna find but uh, but now now like a mountie is is uh is just like our national police but they don't necessarily ride so uh, yeah. uh, but we it. do but they do they do those like shows with like the red and the funny hats and all that um sometimes they do it at the royal there we go see we yeah. have to go there we go <laughs> Honest to God, that was a serious question. That Karen was like, she was so disappointed there was no Mounties. I don't know. My wife, I love her. 
I love her. That's why I love her, Waylon, because she's just got that, just that wonderful. Look, you got to see the smile she's giving me right now. She's like, I'm going to kill you for making fun of me about the Mounties. Anyhow, without before before she beats me up, uh, as we start winding things down, we always like to just ask you about any sponsors and 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 people who are behind you, supporters, sponsors that you would like to recognize, because uh, we know that's really important to help keep things going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my I mean, my biggest supporters are John and Michelle Coppin. Um, you know, like they've been with me for a few years now with uh, with Lancaster, and uh, and you know, Michelle helps me immensely in a lot of different ways, just between you know helping me with my books and uh, and and then you know setting up clinics and stuff. So so I can't say enough about them. And uh, and then as far as sponsorships go like i've got uh like greenhawk they they help me with my britches and uh and um i know forest j has supplied me with my saddles and and they've given me a really good uh really good deal and can't say enough for the saddles like all the horses love them and um and and they're they're uh i think they're the best saddle out on the market so awesome Awesome, wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. So, hey, as we as we kind of wind things down, the h- how do people find you? How do people you know get in touch with you about clinics and and um, you know the best way to follow along with you guys on social media, email? Website, yeah, whatever. yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm on like Facebook Messenger, so people can find me on that. Um, and I'm sure my phone number's on on the Facebook and all that. So if if anybody wants to get a hold of me that way, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't do any of the fancy Instagram or Twitter that everybody's doing these days. <laughs> it's like an old man listening know, to the, listening to the, the Canadian public radio. I was and- I was I was an early adopter of Facebook, and that's pretty much all I've stuck to. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, awesome. Well, hey, listen, yeah. absolutely, Karen. Is this awesome this, or what? This was great. I, I think it's brilliant. Get 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 Waylon out there. Mm-hmm. Get 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 him out there for a clinic. Um, man, that's fantastic. I can't. That's exciting stuff. So hopefully, hopefully we get to catch up with you at a show real soon. And, yeah, yeah. No, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd See be you guys. Great. Yeah, Karen, this was awesome, it wasn't was. it? Learned a lot. Learned a whole lot, buddy. This is our pleasure <laughs> to have you on, and we can't thank you enough for for being our guest today. No, I really enjoyed it, you guys. So so thanks a lot, and uh, hopefully see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers.